Hello and welcome to Misbehave, the podcast where we explore human behavior in a business context. Season two of Misbehave is all about uncovering behavioral patterns which create success in life and business. We're joined by highly driven, accomplished individuals to assess their behavioral patterns and dive into how behaviors have influenced their journey. In today's episode, we are going to do a little bit of an intro and setup, give you a bit more insight into the behavioral map and actually how its application to individuals can contribute to even higher levels of success. So let's first look at why we designed the behavioral map. The behavioral map really was something that Sarah and I both went on life-changing, I think we would say, behavioral training and started to implement it with businesses. We ran external workshops, we worked with individuals on it, but really transferring that knowledge without the support of a tool that was simple to understand was a big piece for us. There's so many tools out there that are either really simple to a point where they put people usually into four boxes and we're so much more complex than that. You'll have probably heard us talk about that a little bit if you listened to season one of the podcast, but also you've then got the ones where they're really overly complex and you just don't know how to apply it. And I think the application piece for us was the big piece. It was helping individuals and businesses to understand and overcome misbehavior that might be occurring both at an individual level and stopping them from potentially achieving the levels of success that they're capable of and at a business level. And I think also, I mean, one of the biggest factors from a point of view of doing, developing something of our own and having our own bespoke platform was that we wanted to make it Co- the cost not mm. prohibitive because some of the 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 other behavioral assessment tools just seem to be overcomplicated and a little bit a little bit cost prohibitive for businesses, but also for us to be able to tailor it in a way that could be applied in real context that sort of sort of solving the pain points that we were hearing from our yeah. businesses and our clients. So around leadership and management, around change management, around recruitment, around sales processes. Like how could we create a a tool and then a reporting system off the back of that, that would help inform and give people insight into those areas. So there are, I think, 48 cognitive behavioral patterns. We selected a, a, a handful that we knew were the most appropriate in a business, in a business context. And, and that's how we came about the, you know, we have a visual representation of the, of the map, the, the wheel, or some of our clients call it the pizza. <laughs> um, but, but in, it really focuses on the behaviors that are usually either people's biggest strengths or the, the thing that they find the most difficult with people who are polar opposites, or in some cases where they're the same, yeah. but really dominant and the same. And I think, you know, in season one, and we'll definitely will weave some of that in here, but we really focused on application in a wider business context. So this series is still about application in a business context, but it's more individual. It's more relating to how you individually behave in your business and actually how your behaviors pertain to the successes that you have in your career because that first season was really about you know applying it to things like change applying it to culture applying it to recruitment this is this series we're going to be speaking to individuals that have done phenomenal things some in business some in winning world records 
some in business that's linked to TV shows, you know, some really amazing and diverse guests that that aren't just in business in a traditional sense, but who've applied it in their career, whatever that is, whether that's a business career, an athletic career, a TV career, whatever that looks like. And I think the exciting bit about this podcast is it's about people's journeys. And we wanted to put a spin on just traditional interviews. We wanted to put a a spin on where we actually get an opportunity to run the behavioural map on these individuals and then delve into their dominance and how has that impacted their journey to date, maybe give them some insight into why they've reacted and made the decisions they've made. Um, We've got some really, really interesting sort of stories, but you know, one of the things that Laura and I talked about was if I had had this insight in my early twenties, like what a gift it would have been. Now I didn't get this insight really till my late thirties, but imagine what I could have done with this insight in my past. So we often spend time, it sounds pretty sad, but we spend time (laughs) delving into sort of our past journeys Mm -hmm. and what, how did our behavioral, dominant behavioral patterns impact the choices we made, how we've reacted to change in our lives, why we make the decisions we do, like what drives us to do that. And that's the exciting stuff. We're going to be able to share that stuff about the people we're going to be interviewing. And how so many people, and this, this in itself depends on your behavioral patterns, how many, so many people go against the grain because they're either trying to fit a role or they're actually trying to perfect things that they're not good at. I mean, one of my, not, not a huge dominant for me, but still the dominant pattern for me is the that my source of information is myself. You couple that with my high achievement and I want to be good at everything. <laughs> like that is, that that sits in me. But what that used to make me do prior to having this knowledge, which we actually see with a lot of people that we work with, is that in my pursuit of wanting to be good at everything, I actually put more time and energy into the things that actually just weren't behavioural strengths for me. And actually what that does is it's really exhausting. It's almost like you're swimming upstream constantly. Where now, I suppose the difference to the application that we use in our business with each other and that I've got insight into alongside those patterns is actually when you just play to your strengths and yes, acknowledge the weaker areas and it doesn't mean we can't ever do them, but you actually surround yourself then with people who are really good at that instead of trying to fill that gap yourself and you put more of your time and energy in at the stuff that you're phenomenal at, that's when you see big shifts in how effective you are. And that's when the big things that some of the people we're going to be talking to have achieved, it's actually because they've applied that and they've worked in line with those natural behaviours. And also I think it's about, you might have some basic understanding of, you would be able to describe things that you're good at or Mm -hmm. things that you like, or people, you know, people have always described me as being good with people. And I kind of just undervalued that, to be honest. I felt like it was just something that was a gift. It was a, it was a gift that was given. I, I was good with people, but actually this, my dominant behaviors are linked to people. Like there's three of them, they're linked to people. And I understand that that's not just something that, you know, it's nice to have. It's actually my unique ability. It's my strength. And it's the area we choose. We make business decisions based on like Laura's strengths and my strengths. And we then apply that. So it's not, it's not just about having the insight. It's about what you do with the insight and then how you apply it. But I think, you know, in order to really hit great 
levels of success, there are people we talk to who do that naturally, have done it without knowing this stuff. But imagine if you have that insight, what you could achieve. And I certainly feel like we have leveled up over the last Absolutely. few years, knowing this, applying this and making decisions around our team and who we surround ourselves with on the basis that this kind of intel, yeah. it's phenomenal. It is. And you will hear, you'll have heard people talk about the zones of genius. You'll have heard people talk about the concept of unique ability. And when you can apply your natural behavioural dominance to those zones of genius and to that unique ability, the game changes. It's when you see people achieve phenomenal things, things that you think, how on earth can, have they achieved that? How have they done that so quickly? How do they do that so effortlessly? You know, it's not just about identifying a zone of genius that you think you're good at or that you really like. Is it in line with those strengths that you just have inside you? Is it in line with those dominant behaviours? Because when that's the case and you apply that to the zones of genius, yeah, that's when they really work. And then I think just to, just to add to that, Laura, like it's also about being able to flex. So yeah. it's not just about playing to your strengths. It's about you flexing your behaviours in order to then be able to interact with other people, build those connections, have those relationships, influence those people and being able to understand you know, you're dominant, but then maybe if they're different, how, how can you meet someone in the middle? How can you maximise that? And I think, you know, some of the tricky questions we're going to be asking some of our guests around, you know, where has maybe some of their dominant behaviours got them into hot water? Where has it absolutely helped them fly? Um, we're going to, we're, you know, we're really going to get under the skin and and um, find out some interesting stuff. And really to, to cap this off, it's the concept of not just aligning your strengths with your zones of genius and things you're really good at and then flexing when you've got to influence someone else. But actually it's about re really understanding your dominant behaviours lets you understand where you're misbehaving as well. Because we say this, you'll have heard us if you listened to season one, if you're a client of ours, you'll have heard us, heard us say this before. Your biggest strengths are also your biggest blind spots. And they're often the areas where misbehavior happens because you are acting in a way that just sits in line with that, but actually doesn't influence other people. Or you're sat in something and almost wearing that behavior like a badge of all oh, well, that. Oh, that's just how I am. As opposed to aligning it with the stuff where it really makes a positive impact and then flexing that when it's when it's required and so that it doesn't fall into that misbehavior piece. Yeah. Well, working on it when it's not, when it's not positive for you, you know, and, and when it's not positive for those around you, what can you do? What changes can you make? There are, you know, every day is a school day, as we like to say in our office, and there's always areas for you to learn about and grow and develop. Um, and I think those blind spots, and, and we're going to be talking to the guests about their blind spots. Like, are there any big bits of advice they've been given in the past? Someone's pointed something out about their behaviour that they didn't know, something that was maybe hindering their mindset, something that maybe was actually stopping them from advancing forward. Like, we're going to be, we're going to be looking at some of those, those blind spots or challenges and um and and exploring that in a bit more detail and in some cases these might even be we you know we've actually spoke to some of our guests and there've been blind spots that they maybe weren't that conscious of as often they're running subconsciously yeah absolutely so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about your own behaviors we are actually offering listeners of this podcast a free individual behavioral map 
So if you head to the show notes, you will see a way to contact us and request that. And then we can send you through a profile to complete. And that will help you start on your journey to understanding a little bit more about your dominant behaviours. And then when you're listening to the episodes with the guests, you'll also be able to see whether some of your dominants are aligned with some of theirs. So head down there and you'll be able to find the link. Hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes that we've been talking about. 